Hello, folks. Welcome to the latest Denny Artachi Show podcast. Uh, I thank you all for listening. I, I'm so blessed that I definitely have listeners from around the globe, uh, mostly in America. And uh, last week's uh, guests were awesome. We had uh, some blues artists that were in Memphis together with me. And I'd like to mix it up. Today, I want to talk about some, it's very apropos to talk about it right now because the market, the economy, a lot of things are kind of scary right now. So today's uh, podcast is really about getting your house in financial order and yourself. We're going to, um, I want to first tell you that I've also been blessed to be quoted on Yahoo News, Vice News, CNBC News. I was on the Steve Sexton show and the Dennis Michael Lynch show. They're both awesome podcasts. Uh, but I've also been quoted on Messon, European Dining, Employee Benefit News, Investors Business Daily, Go Banking Rates, Vanguard Digital Advisor, Epic News, uh, Benefits Pro, and a few other po uh, publications. So I want to kind of, uh, if I can, uh, put an amalgamation of some of the things I've talked about that really have helped both my clients, friends, and me personally. Uh, I'm going to go over a specific order that I think will really help you if you just kind of focus on it. The first topic I want to talk about is um, uh, how to deal with money, how to appreciate money, and why it's important, how to stop debt, credit cards, signs you may not be ready for retirement, rules of thumb for retirement, retirement mistakes, allocations, bucket list strategies, and then finally 401ks and IRAs. Now, this is unscripted. Uh, most of my podcasts, I don't even read anything, but I wanted to at least be a little bit more organized on this one because I think this is very important stuff that we should focus on. So let's talk about the first topic, and that is money. You know, I, I've been blessed to have uh, some good mentors in my life, both from my father figure and my father literally, but other uh, people that were older than I, more experienced, that were willing to share the lessons. And one of the first lessons I learned was every dollar saved is a dollar earned. I know that sounds cliche, but it's so, so important. And um, whoever said that money doesn't buy happiness doesn't have any folks. Now, I'm not saying that your goal in life is to make as much money as you can, and that's going to make you happy, because we all know there's a lot of rich people out there that are unhappy. I'd like to have their problems, but <laughs> then again, Money buys us clothes, roofs over our heads, securities, and the ability to deal with life as emergencies come and go. So it's very important to save money, know the value of money, uh, not, not let it be the end-all, be-all in your life, but certainly know how to manage it and be frugal. Living beneath your means. Make more money, live on less, let the two meet in the middle, and you'll have a better chance of retirement and at least having a successful budget. Now, on that note, the second lesson of money is always remember to pay yourself first. I know this sounds crazy when you have a lot of obligations, but if you get into the habit every week, every month, somehow to put a little something, something away for yourself, I can guarantee you that the only thing you'll be sorry about is down the road, knowing that you could have done more, but you let distractions get in the way. I've never met someone who uh, started this habit where down the road they were like, wow, I'm, I'm so 
unhappy that I did this to myself. No, they always say, I'm so glad I did it. The only thing is I wish I would have done more. So get in the habit of paying yourself before your bills. Again, I don't care if it's $25, $50. It all accumulates and really means something down the road. I know we all have obligations. Um, and, and just remember, the, the amount doesn't matter. It's the habit that you need to do. Now, the third lesson, and I'm going to get into more details, is stay out of debt. A lot of people ruin their retirement and day-to-day plans by just accumulating debt, and it's so easy to do. Something's on sale. You'll feel good if you own it. Oh, but, it, but it's great, and, and I love it. And then you start piling up debt after debt. You stick your head in the sand, and your choice is to either go bankrupt or deal with it without paying yourself. Uh, so you have to live within your means, and um, we all have to float money from time to time. I know in my business and in my personal life, I certainly have done it. But here's the thing. If you keep a low debt and a good credit score, when you do need to float money, you'll get more favorable rates. You're going to pay less money than most people. You will be rewarded for being responsible. So many people I know that um, they get into trouble because they want something. But, folks, if, if you don't have it, then maybe you shouldn't charge it because the bill will be due, if not sooner, then definitely later. Now, I think my uh, producer is seeing if the camera is still rolling here. Is it, Brian? <laughs> okay. Uh, is, is it still going, my friend? This one is. Oh, it stopped. Okay. Well, um, again, in life, it's not about perfection. And just like investing, and I'm trying to tell you about putting money away, uh, this is very important. Uh, lesson number four is always have a budget. A lot of clients or people I meet, they, they fail to understand this. Really simple. If you don't know what's going out and what's coming in, how can you plan on how to invest your money, how to pay your bills? For example, I just met someone recently that uh, we did a budget, and she did have surplus at the end, so we're, we're earmarking that for emergencies that comes up. If you don't have extra money, then something's got to give, folks. Either you better make more money or you better lower your lifestyle. Uh, these are guidelines. I know John Lennon says that life is what happens to you while you're making other plans. But if you get into the habit to always have a budget, you'll have a better chance at achieving your financial goals. Now, lesson five may not make sense to a lot of people, but I want to remind you that in life, you have to be physically and mentally uh, in shape to deal with decision-making. So if you want to manage your finances, your investments, and have a budget, help your body and mind first. You know, uh, meditate, relax, uh, minimize your stress, exercise every day. When you physically and mentally feel better, you're able to make better decisions on your money and stop watching so much damn news. I've yet to find a happy news channel out there, and it does affect all of us. So for the most part, if you can uh, get mentally and physically fit, it's going to help you with your financial decisions. Now, lesson six is one that I've had to learn, and that is one of patience. Rome was not built in a day. Things take time. I know most people get caught up with crash diets. They want shortcuts to life. 
But life is a grind. Business is a grind. And investing is no different. You see, the market doesn't go straight up. It has bumps and grinds and it's up, it's down, it's sideways, it's confusing. But the main thing I know that if you have to have patience and have a plan and usually it works out. The seventh lesson of this particular article that I was quoted on was to get professional help who understands budgeting, debt, taxation, investments, personal goals. A lot of my clients, uh, they reach me at different times of the day. I'm, I'm totally accessible to them. You see, I care just not about their money, but about themselves. And when you have a medical problem, a legal problem, a technical problem, you always seek professionals. So for many of you that think you can just Google things and, and shoot from the hip, I would reconsider that because uh, part of how I earn my living is to stop clients from doing emotional things, making emotional decisions on their money. It's not always the most exciting, sexy thing to do, but get a professional who can coach you on this journey of retirement. Now, second part of the uh, nine or 10 part series I wanna talk about that I was quoted on was, people say, well, yeah, great, Denny, I, I wanna get out of debt, but I, I just don't know how. So I came up with, uh, and a lot of these things that I'm gonna talk about today, they mirror or they repeat themselves because it's really intertwined in a successful life and retirement. So how do you, uh, how do you stop uh, creating debt or get out of debt? Well, the one thing I always talked about and I said before was live and work on a budget. Again, what's going out, what's coming in. If you don't know that, then you probably won't have a good chance of having a successful uh, uh, time with money. Um, stop buying things that are on sale. Live beneath your means. I all would, you know, I, I am a musician. I love to buy guitars. I have probably too many guitars. But I certainly don't have a lot of, I don't have credit card debt, personal loan debt. I, my car's paid for. And it wasn't always easy, trust me. I like to buy things just like everyone else, but I have the discipline to know that if I really don't need it, I don't necessarily have to buy it when it's on sale. Now, um, a lot of successful people, it's interesting, I've met people that make a million dollars a year but maybe have 20000 in the bank, but then I'll meet someone who makes 50000 a year and they have a half a million dollar stock portfolio at the end of 30 years. Well, some of the habits that they did was they didn't buy coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. They made their own coffee, cooked their own meals, mowed their own lawns. In other words, every dollar they could save, like I said early on, really paid dividends and helped them accumulate the wealth that they, uh, they did. Um, I would consolidate loans and debts and pay them off early. So many credit card companies will offer you an introductory rate. And what happens is many people take that introductory rate, let it expire and continue piling on debt. A lot of cons uh, debt consolidation companies are ones that put you on a plan that you're going to get out early by a certain date and you do the discipline. So the key is having low debt, having a high enough credit score so that when you do borrow, it's under favorable terms. Now, the last few years have seen amazingly low rates, but that's changing because of inflation, folks. And um, one other article that I have that uh, I want to bring up is ownership instead of renting. 
Now, why is that important? Because if it was so easy to own, everybody would do it. And people who rent, unfortunately, they're falling to the uh, wayside whenever the landlord wants to raise rents. When you own your property, it's fixed. It doesn't go up. So uh, this is why having your debt in check is really important for personal loans, for home ownership, because rates, even though they're climbing up, they're still historically low. Anytime you could buy a home for 5% or less, that's really a gift, folks. I took advantage when it dipped at the bottom, and I got a 2.25% loan, which is a gift, folks. I mentioned before paying yourself first before some of the obligations, which will help you um, keep your financial plans in check. Um, you should invest your money over time and know that there's risk in everything. If you play it too safe and make 2 to 3% on your money, you're probably not going to outpace inflation. So um, save money each week and each month and find like-minded people who believe in these principles. Get, it, get with a professional like myself. But there are many investment clubs that people share how they succeed, put money away, and get closer to retirement. Now, we do need credit cards because they're convenient. For me, I typically pay off my balances in 30 days. So I don't, I don't really pay interest. I, I'd rather earn interest than pay interest. Now, folks, I was not always this way. Trust me. I've had many years where I didn't follow these principles and I paid the price. Cut yourself some slack. What happened yesterday means nothing today or tomorrow. Start the habit. We all need credit cards because you can get, you can buy things conveniently. Well, then again, Dave Ramsey, which is a great mentor, feels we don't need credit cards, and he's probably right in many ways, but a lot of people like to get cash back. Uh, what I say if you do use credit cards is try and at least have your balances lower so that you're not paying so much interest because you want to be paying yourself first before your obligations. I know it's hard when you've uh, got a family and, and, and times are tough, but if you really put everything on paper and write down your goals and follow these principles, I really believe that it will help you and your family. Now, a couple of signs that you're not ready for retirement because many times you see the commercial, what do I need to retire? And they have a certain number that they put up on a screen. What's my number? Well, it's not just dollars amounts, but I use uh, software, sophisticated financial planning software, which shows when a person is at a certain age, when they're taking Social Security, the taxation, the rates of return, and, and what it looks like in 10, 15, 20 years in retirement and then beyond. You have to factor in inflation. And so uh, growth rates, get with a financial planner like myself, a fiduciary independent, who can show you this financial plan to, as to whether or not your money is going to grow to keep up with inflation, when you should take Social Security, how you're going to fund Medicare, other health costs, and things like that. So if you haven't done that, that's one sign that you may not be ready because the numbers, they, they don't lie. If, if you're wanting a certain amount in retirement for income, but you don't have enough money, then you're going to have to change what your goals are or make more money. 
you do both of them at the same time, then you really get to where you'd like to be. But keep in mind, uh, later on I'm going to go over rules of uh, investing and how you can you know, protect yourself against ups and downs of the markets as they always come. But remember, we also have to uh, factor in taxation in retirement, market fluctuations, having enough cash for emergencies, and being able to withstand a 25 to 35-year retirement because people are living longer, folks. And, and the key to finding a good financial planner or having a good plan is to factor in things that are unforeseen that may come up, like medical emergencies, things breaking down. So what are some of the rules of thumb? Well, um, uh, one of the things is you have to get into the habit of putting money away, as I said. I did mention financial plans. Um, many people, if you have a family, they don't factor in one of the breadwinners uh, getting ill or possibly dying. And this is important to look at. Social and government programs only go so far. And this is why planning and budgeting is really important because we never know when an emergency can come. And if, they, if it does come and uh, you don't quite have the money but you have the credit or the assets that you own in a home, you might be able to at least float some money at a favorable rate to bail yourself out. If you have bad credit and you have to pay higher interest rate, then this may or may not be a solution for you. So one of the rules of thumb is is getting on a plan, keeping the debt to a minimum, having cash, and getting with a professional. I always joke I love the commercials if it was so simple that the caveman from Geico could figure it out. Um, it's a grind, folks. And even though um, certain things are guaranteed in life, Things can change in life, and therefore you have to have a plan that uh, takes into consideration how the economy can change and how your life itself can change. A lot of people, um, they get emotional. And uh, I think since 2008 and 9 we've had such a, a bull market that they forgot reality. And the reality is if, you were to, if we were to go back to, say, 2000, and I use that number arbitrarily because I think the last 20 years is a pretty good barometer of, of things in the markets. We had some very strong corrections. We had some economical downturns. We don't know where the next downturn is. I certainly know that the war in Ukraine factors in heavy. So does inflation. So does our debt. We don't know where the next bubble is going to come from. But some years we were up 20% or more in the market. Some of them were down. But if you were to look at it, and go back the last 22 years, again, I'm just going to 2000 because it's a round number, the market has averaged about 4%. I'm speaking of the S&P 500. Were there other investments that did better? Yes, but most people, most fund managers and investments always go against the S&P. It's the broadest index. The most powerful companies in the world are in the index. So if it's averaged 4%, Net of fees or, you know, other factors am I in there? Maybe planning to make between 6 and 8% on your money is more realistic than, say, a 10 or 12% return. And here's the other thing. If you're already retired and you're drawing income from it, how are you going to deal with market turns? 
This is why several approaches work in a retirement. This is why some insurance products have their place. I know a lot of people have those, I would never sell you an annuity. I'm neither pro nor against annuities. They're just a tool. There are many ways to invest your funds, especially when you're already in retirement or drawing from it, to help buffer uh, the ups and flows of the markets. I'm going to talk about uh, one of the last points I'm going to make today is the age-old bucket list strategy that has worked for many people. So, But don't get confused. Don't have unrealistic expectations. Don't expect that if you're short money, you're going to make 8 to 10% in the market like it's a piece of cake because I don't think that's realistic. And remember that natural withdrawal rates are probably between 35 to 4%. And this is why having some insurance products in the portfolio that can withstand some of the, uh, the, you know, the movements of the market is, is a smart, prudent thing to do. So looking at that, um, it first starts with putting money away, of course. Don't wait, don't wait until you're 55, 60 to plan for retirement. I would start sooner rather than later. Now, um, I want to talk about some of the mistakes. Uh, and again, I, these are different copies and points that I've made through the different publications. But these are some, some typical five retirement mistakes that really hold people uh, from being successful. One of them, procrastination. I know a lot of people think that if they don't make a decision, they'll be safe because they didn't make a decision. But actually, they did make a decision. Their decision was to do nothing. And that entails whatever happens, happens. Kind of like the person who says, well, I don't believe in voting. Whatever happens, happens. No, you, you want to vote. You want to be in charge of your retirement plans. I often make jokes that people plan more for a two-week vacation than they do a retirement plan. I had one referral. And folks, I work with tax professionals. Uh, many centers of influence uh, because we, we refer clients to each other. And sometimes people get short with me because I do have a process. I do want them to do a budget sheet. I do want to do a financial plan. I do want to discuss taxation. I do want to discuss longevity. So when I hear how long is this going to take and, you know, hurt, we're probably not a fit because if you're spending more time on a vacation than your retirement – you're probably not going to be successful in retirement. So the number one rule is procrastinating. I will get to it when I get to it. No. Today's a great day to take out a sheet of paper, start writing down your plans and goals, or getting with a retirement professional like me um, so that we can get you on board. The longer you wait is the less time you will have to correct behaviors and deal with shortcomings on, on, on the money side. Now, I did mention having a budget, big mistake in retirement. I will say it again at the risk of repeating myself. How can you possibly understand or know how to invest your money if you don't even know how much is going out, what's coming in, and what you have earmarked for emergencies? You know, I always say that Investing is a, a, a lot like exercise. I, I go up and down in my weight. I'm starting to go down again watching what I'm eating, eating less. 
So if it were so easy, we'd all be skinny, have low body fat. Investing is real similar. Financial planning is real similar. It takes a plan. It takes discipline. It takes having a coach, like most people have for diet and exercise. They have trainers. You follow the path. There are going to be bumps along the ride. And you just you have to find someone who can say, it's okay. We're on plan. We are on check. Now, there's risk in everything. I mentioned this slightly, but if if we didn't need to outpace inflation, people would just have safe accounts. But they know that they need to make more than 2 to 3% on their money on an annualized basis, or at least hope to, so that they can outpace inflation. Inflation currently is somewhere between 7 and 8%, but when I go to the grocery store, I, I kind of see that it's a little bit more than that. Same thing with the price of real estate and, and autos and things like that. So this is why people have to invest, they do diversify. You know, the market is cyclical. Sometimes growth stocks are great, value stocks are great, foreign stocks, small caps, bonds, depending on, you know, where interest rates are. I would say currently, if you're in bond funds, I would be careful because as rates go higher, I was quoted in Investors Business Daily that bond funds uh, will start getting smashed with the way rates are going higher and higher. The other thing that I, I spoke about and, and I'm going to get to later on is 401ks, IRAs, these are, um, these are assets that you have along with equity in your home. And there's no shame in having to dip into them if that's what you have to do as opposed to uh, getting into debt with high interest. So we need to invest more to... Uh, to outpace inflation, you need to know when you're going to take Social Security. You know, in retirement, we have to address the taxes. Do we think taxes are going higher from now? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't like to make bold statements without any research. I don't go by gut feelings. But because our debt is so high, I believe taxation goes higher from this point on, which will affect retirees in retirement. So, when you take Social Security, plays a big factor on how much you save in taxes, how you fund Medicare. And you have to have a plan that's able to change as life changes, as I said earlier. Uh, you know, we can plan something and all of a sudden you may get ill uh, or, or you lose your job. What do you do then? So the other thing that people always want to know is, well, how, how should I invest in the market? Typically... The younger you are, the more aggressive you are. I know that I, I've used, uh, currently I use uh, Risk Allies, I've used Risk Pro. And what it is when you get with someone like me is we, we give you a series of questions. And they're pretty straightforward, like how old are you? Do you have reserves uh, for emergencies that come up? Do you need income now, 10, 15, 20 years? How would you feel if the portfolio was down 20 or 30 percent. Could you wait a year or two to come back? Because here's one thing we do know. Market timing does not work. Time and risk is your best friend. They are your best friends in the market. How long can you wait for it to come back? Are you willing to, uh, as high as you swing up on the upside, you're, it's an apothecary scale that swings on the downside. So the risk software shows that. For example, if, if 
you cannot stomach being down 20% or more in the market, you should seriously consider how you are allocated. The younger you are, the more risk you can assume. The older and closer to retirement, the less risk you can assume. And it's all personal. Believe me, I've met young people that do not like risk. I've met people that do not want to lose a dollar. And when I hear that from them, I give them exactly what they want. I, I don't put their monies into a risky investment because uh, somehow it has not registered to them. Or maybe they don't have the time horizon because the markets go up, down, and sideways. And we can never time the market. So it's very important to have a balanced portfolio and balanced meaning it's diversified. You have different sectors because some sectors are better than others certain years, but over time and risks factor and of course fees should uh, make it a better chance to, to hit your goals and get the income that you want in retirement. So. Um, Get with a professional. Like I said, I can't stress it enough that uh, when we're sick or we need legal issues or technical issues, we certainly go with a professional for that. Now, uh, a very popular uh, approach to investing has been the bucket approach. Typically, it's a three-bucket approach. In other words, the first bucket pretty much stays liquid. Money that you need now or, you know, for the next five to six years. Then the intermediate bucket, and, and of course, because it needs to remain liquid, you typically don't have risky investments. They're liquid investments. They could be CDs, fixed accounts, things of that nature that give you access to your money, while the second bucket is the intermediate one that is typically growing, and you're drawing from that bucket in, let's say, six to 12 years. Or 10 years. And then the third bucket typically deals with longevity. Now this is why uh, taking the approach of having a few horses running for you makes sense. You can have growth equities, you can have dividend models, uh, you can uh, throw in some tax-free type of investments, and you may want to allocate some insurance products because how else can you deal with longevity in retirement if you need to make let's say a minimum of 5% on your money or you're going to be eating cat food, you may want some of those funds allocated either in the second or the third bucket because insurance companies can guarantee you growth and income. Now, they're not all created equal. Uh, one of my next podcasts, I'm going to talk about the truth of annuities because that subject alone is both confusing and misunderstood. But this is uh, insurance products in general. There are many life insurance products that offer cash, uh, tax-free cash values. They protect you in case you get sick or your family if you die prematurely. It pays you while you're living. It pays you if you need long-term care. But the other part of the insurance side of it is it can buffer when the market gets crazy. We don't know if, if we're going to have a two, three, or four-year bear market. Is it possible? Absolutely. It's also possible that things could get better and we get back into the bull market. But when you're dealing with retirement and planning, just understand that it can change quickly. So uh, when I meet with clients, we talk about risk factors, liquidity, and also what their debts are. Now, many of you have IRAs and 401ks. 
excellent vehicles. If you're self-employed, I again, I partner with a lot of tax professionals. You have the ability to do uh, defined benefit plans, SEP IRAs. Most of the IRAs, standard ones, are typically limited to 6000 a year you contribute. Now, 401ks, you can contribute 24000 a year, and many times companies will match, which uh, that's not free money, folks. You're, you're working there. Take advantage of it. Now, not all 401ks are equal. That's why many people like to do their own IRAs or their own defined benefit plans so that they, they could either do straight equities, mutual funds, managed accounts, insurance products. But definitely take advantage. And if you do befall upon hard times and need to draw money, don't beat yourself up. You know, many have had to do that. If that happened to you because of COVID, you can get back on plan, get the habit of putting what you can afford away, get back on a budget, don't worry about it. That is an asset that you have. Take advantage of your assets, equity in your home, money you have saved in a bank, investments that you have. This is why I say cash is king because the more cash you have for emergencies, the less you will dip into investments and disrupt the plan. And that's why it's important as I started to have uh, a good understanding of how important money is and how to use debt to your advantage. We all float money. Uh, I don't care how rich or poor you are. It's very important to have the mindset of putting money away for the future, having it earmarked for now, and, and having a professional that can guide you through the process. Now, I hope you enjoyed some of this information. I know I speak fast because I'm originally from New York, but I so love living in Florida. Weather's better. Taxes are lower. I love the beach. But I want you to um, take what I've said. Uh, if you want to meet myself personally, my office line is 561-537-5897. The number again, 561 537 5897. I should have said this starting the podcast, but I guess I'm a terrible salesman or marketer, but a better uh, fiduciary, so to speak. I do have a website, artachifinancial.com, uh, com, and you can uh, get a hold of me there. I have a Facebook page. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm in beautiful Jupiter, Florida. And I have a lot of great partners. You know, I have uh, tax professionals. I have insurance, health insurance professionals, uh, attorneys. Uh, I have uh, people that uh, have specialties in real estate, money managers. Uh, we try and help most individuals, businesses. If you do have businesses, I also am part of a 501c non-for-profit organization where I basically go around and and talk about financial literacy. Many of the topics that we're talking about today, or I'm talking about today. So give a call, the number uh, one more time, 561-537-5897. Again, thank you so much for the listeners out there. Don't be a stranger, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Denny Artachi Show. Thanks.